the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Thinking about health care these days? Well, you're not alone. And it seems that getting real information about the state of our medical system is tough to come by. That's why you've come to the right place. With Dr. Bill, your radio MD. He's got the answers because he's a doctor. I said he's a doctor, and he wants to hear from you right now. 877-969-8600. This is AM860, The Answer. And now, it's time for Dr. Bill, your radio MD. Good morning, everybody. This is Dr. Bill, your radio MD, and I'm coming coming at you on 860-AM, The Answer. And what's our uh, website, 860-AMTheAnswer.com, or is am860theanswer.com that's am860theanswer.com and you can reach me anywhere in the world if you are on the web so if you have the video and audio card you don't even need video audio in your computer uh, you can google that website that's our home website page click listen live put on your headphones and there you go we're also an iHeart station so you can get me anywhere as long as you have your smartphone with you so you can get the app for the iHeart online or at the App Store, or you can get it from our station's website. So we are the answer. This is an interactive radio show, so there is a call-in line, 877-969-8600. That's 877-969-8600. Well, I stick with one theme uh, as a general rule for my show, which uh, makes it easier for me to prepare and also, I think, more interesting for everybody to listen and to join in because we can focus our thoughts on one idea or one topic. I'm really worn out with politics. That doesn't mean that I'm not happy with the way things are going, but I got into it with one of the Muslim doctors in the lunchroom, and he was just railing about how Donald Trump is a fascist and since I'm half Jewish, he's going to lock me up in, in some kind of a concentration camp. And he went on and on. And why shouldn't the southern borders be open? Because what's the difference if the Mexicans come in or not? And anybody who disagrees with that is a racist. And on and on and on he went. I was like, oh, my God, this is really the mindset of the left. And it's not just liberal Catholics and Jews. It's also fundamentalistic Muslims. So... I don't know. I'm getting all confused. So today I'm going to talk about physics. Oh, boy, I'm going to talk about the physics of light. Now, there's a, a really good topic and one that I find so fascinating. I've been fascinated with the speed of light and the idea of the speed of light since I was a child, since I first heard of Einstein's special theory of relativity, which said that the speed of light is constant in a vacuum. And it's a fascinating phenomena. And we think of it as something that we can travel almost as fast as or as fast as and catch up to it. And Einstein, his mathematics, his formulas, his 
physical investigations into the nature of light showed that no matter where you are in space and time, no matter how fast or how slow you're going or which direction you're going in, light is always moving away from us at a fixed speed, which is 186,000 miles per hour, I mean miles per second, or 300,000 kilometers per second. And that's quite a statement. You say, well, what if I'm moving at 95% the speed of light? Won't light be traveling away from me at 5% of the speed of light? No. It will be traveling away from you at the speed of light, which is 186,000 miles per second, no matter which way you're going. But that doesn't make sense because, look, I'm driving down the road at 60 miles an hour and some guy passes me doing 90. Now, I can figure out very simply that his speed relative to mine is 30 miles per hour on the positive side. And that's what Newton and Galileo showed us, that motion, acceleration, a sense of gravity, whatever you want to call it, is relative to something else. So we know that we're moving when we see something else and the distance between us changes over a period of time. And Einstein said, that doesn't work for light. Light's a whole different thing. Light is fixed in its speed. Now, it can be slowed down a little bit when it enters an, another medium, like going from air to water or through glass. And some of that... Hey, it's Dr. Bill. How's everybody doing? Uh, sorry about the little snafu, so we're back with it here. I've got a great show this morning. We've got on former Lieutenant Governor Carroll. Hopefully, she'll be calling in shortly. I don't know if you've heard from her yet, Bill. Okay. And we're going to talk about, of course, the upcoming election and what we need to do to get the vote out and to get the message out to everyone. The mathematics of it date back to the middle 19th century when I believe Maxwell was the first to postulate this idea that the speed of light was constant and that it was at a, a fixed speed of somewhere around 300,000 uh, kilometers per second. And you say, that's just unbelievable. I mean, how can that be? And Einstein also said that you can't create or destroy light or energy. You can transform it into matter, and you can transform matter back into energy. You say, well, how does that work? Well, you see it every day. You see the sun striking plants outside. We all see that. And a certain wavelength of light hits something in the chlorophyll that stimulates an energetic reaction. And there's a chemical reaction. And basic sugars are made. Hey, I'm back again. We're having all kinds of problems here getting hooked up this morning. I think it's my bad. Can you hear me now, Bill? Okay, um, sugars that can then become things like tree bark, roughage in our diet. And so we see the effects of light being transformed or energy being transformed into matter every day. And we use it every day. We use electricity. Where does electricity come from? It comes from it's quite a fiasco. Did, did we get Lieutenant Governor Carroll on yet? gas, oil, or from... Is she coming? ...of uranium-235. 
All right, I'm on the air. Did we get the lieutenant governor yet? Is she with us? Can you hear me? I can hear you now, Governor, okay. Lieutenant Governor, I should say. Well, our next yeah. governor, hopefully. How are you this morning? <laughs> I'm doing great. And yourself? I'm wonderful. It's really great to have you on the show. We we need to work hard on the I-4 quarter because that's really where this election is going to be won nationally. Yes. Typically, yeah. that's that's how we, that's what we saw in 2008 and 10, right? I mean, in that's 12. That's right. And, and we need to... We need to get everybody out, and we need everybody doing what they should do, which is tell their neighbors to go out and vote as well. I, I you know, I, I'm still sanguine about our man. I think that that he's going to take it. What's your take on that? I think so, but I don't want people to get overconfident because I think if it's better if we feel that we're behind, but not to feel that we're so behind that people will give up and not turn out to vote. They should feel that we're behind and be energized and engaged to get out and vote to make sure that we do because we we are ahead on November eighth when this election is over with. But I think I think he's these polls and and the people that they're talking to. No one's polled me, and I'm a hundred percenter. I have voted in every election ever since I got my my naturalization, and that's many many moons ago. And I've never been polled to know who I'm going to vote for. So how many of people like me have been out there that they're not counting heads of? Oh, I agree with you, and it's it's really uh, and it's it's really true. And you know, a lot of people who are for Trump and who are Republican will not answer polls. They won't even tell anybody what they think. And I've had a number of women call. And I've talked to a number of people on the sidelines as well who have said, you know what, I'm not saying anything to anybody, but I'm voting for Trump. I like the guy. I want him. I got to tell you, this is a funny story. You grew up in New York, so you know the New York Jewish community. I had a a woman who had retired down here, and she obviously was from the Jewish side of the family, had the accent and all that. And she said, I've voted Democratic all of my life. But I'm going to vote for Trump. I'm, I've had enough. So, you know, I, I think there's a big crossover coming, and we we have. I, I'm 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 really sanguine about it. I think we can win this election. But uh, I I did want to talk specifically for a few minutes about the I-4 quarter. I did some quick research this morning, and you probably already know this because of your involvement in politics and the demographics. But Pinellas County is almost a million people. Hillsborough one point. 325, Pasco, almost 500,000, Hernando, Manatee, 300,000, Polk, 633, Sarasota, 392. Then you get into Orange, Lake, Osceola, and Seminole, and that's 1.25, 317, 308, 442. We're talking about a quarter of the state population lives with within an hour drive of where I'm sitting right now, an hour and a half drive. Mm-hmm. And, and that's critical for, because, number one, we have so many um, tourists that come into our area in, in the Eiffel Corridor, and you have a lot of transplants that come into the area as well. And oftentimes we assume that everybody knows what we know, and so we cannot go on that assumption. We have to educate consistently to let people know the impact of the economy, the impact of safety and security, the impact of immigration, the impact of, of, uh, of our religious liberties. We have a lot of uh, Puerto Ricans that, that live over that way, and Hispanics tend to be very religious, yes. Catholics, and family, pro-family, pro-life. And we need to be addressing the issues that are important to the people of which 
in and around your area. They're, they're granted for jobs. You guys have one of the best because of the uh, the tourism industry. However, could it be better? Of course. We have to look towards the future as to what's coming, the education system, the transportation system. You have um, the, the, the space industry that's right in your backyard, and that needs to be addressed. You know, it's been kind of floundering here for the last few years, and the, the government has not really looked have a forward vision for what our space industry is going to look like. That's technical jobs that, that our kids coming out of aeronautical um, high schools and, and coming out of uh, Central Florida, the University of Central Florida, they, they're, that ties right into Harris Corporation and all those others that deal in the space industry. So it's, it's, it's huge how the leadership in the, in the federal government goes as to how it puts America and Americans first with the economy, with the technology, with the vision, with our safety and security, our border security, our immigration process, all of that ties in. Absolutely. You know, the, the, the border security is important. Uh, we've heard over and over through the years about the number of illegal Mexican and uh, Central American immigrants coming in across the border, the Tex-Mex border. And that has really dropped to a trickle, but the, the real problem are the are the drug lords and their mules that are coming across, and as well, there are terrorists who are going to pay these guys to, yeah, yeah, pay them to bring them across. So mm-hmm. we do need to tighten up the border, and, and I don't think it's going to have a great economic impact, but I do think it's going to have a great security impact. And and if you think this is going away, you just all you got to do is look at Europe this week. I mean, they mm-hmm. had they had a couple attacks there. They've found a few bombs that were set to go off in Paris and uh, London struggling with this. And, and, and I don't blame the, the English for wanting to leave the European Union if for no other reason than to have more control over their borders so they don't let anybody and everybody come in. Well, these guys like to go after the soft targets. And if they see that there's their potential for them to infiltrate easy, soft uh, avenues to come in, they can uh, woo the people and say, oh, you cannot um, look at me and be racist because I am uh, a Muslim. It's not about that. People have to have their eyes and ears open for looking out for themselves and their communities because these terrorists are infiltrating these refugee population. They're infiltrating our our open borders, and like uh, since they open border, we have a closed border supposedly. But that's what Hillary Clinton wants to have, as she stated it in private, that she's pro open borders. But with open borders, here's what you get: these kids and and adults are coming through our borders that have not been inoculated for disease for for the diseases. So in this country, we've had diseases that's been eradicated, like chickenpox and and MRSA and staph infections, and these kids have to be placed in our schools per our federal government. So our our young children are being um, impacted by having this exposure. And so that's why you need a controlled immigration system. When people coming through the process, they get a physical, they get inoculated, they, the background is are checked. And with the Syrian refugees that um, that Hillary Clinton want to have, I think it's over 500,000 new refugees she wants to come in here, 
And she admitted in her private speeches to Wall Street that these people cannot be properly vetted. But nobody really explains why they cannot be properly vetted. They cannot be properly vetted because there's no Bureau of Vital Statistics in Syria. There's no, we don't have a diplomatic agency over there that can check these people's backgrounds. So they're coming through and we're taking them at at their word. And they know how porous our borders are and they can easily say anything and the government and the Democrats are so eager to capture people to be in their voting population and excuse the fact that we cannot vet these people and know what backgrounds they have and what their what their um, situation may be as far as relations to terrorist groups and then have um, had the the indoctrination from terrorist groups and have this action before you know being a sleeper cell in this country and they'll put that aside to get voters to stay in power. Donald Trump is saying, I want to protect the American people. I want to work for the American people. I'm not hearing any Democrat say, I want to work for the American people and do what's right for you. No, they're not. And and you know what? The uh, the middle of the country, those in the fifty, sixty, seventy thousand dollars $70,000 range, those are the people that are going to be impacted the most by this election, not only in terms of security and terrorism, but also in terms of taxation and uh, affordability of insurance. And if we have 500,000 people come in and Hillary is saying she wants to ensure that they all have insurance, I mean, that's a tremendous cost right there, and that bites into uh, what we need to, to pay for our own health care bill at this time. Yes, I feel sorry for the people who are struggling in the Middle East, but let's face it, they have to take some personal responsibility for the governments that they have. And you you can say, well, they, they've been under uh, dictators and shahs and, and uh, potentates for for millennia, but you know what? It's a, it's a new world, and everybody has to jump in and do their part to understand and make the changes necessary to live in the 21st century. They're not doing it. Well, I'm glad you mentioned about the taxes. The taxpayers in this country, many of them have worked for years and is expecting to get at least some sort of Social Security benefit when they retire, and or if they have a disability of what they've already paid into the Social Security system to get some sort of compensation. When these asylum seekers and refugees come over here, it's been estimated that they're getting about $20,000 per refugee um, on the terms that President Obama has with his Middle East refugee policy. These refugees are immediately eligible for cash, welfare system, the food stamp, the housing, the medical aid. And so it's estimated about $20,000 that they get for all of this aid and assistance that they get. The average worker, the middle-class worker that's paying into the taxes, paying into the tax system, working hard, getting up every day, struggling, cannot even apply to get this $20,000 to help their, their families if they've paid into a system. So is it fair to the taxpayers that, that we, infiltrate, we have a whole influx of refugees that have never paid into the system that understands that all you have to do is get your feet on the on the soil of the US and you're going to get all this assistance and then after they have required they have achieved their legal permanent resident can apply up to a period of 2 years to get their immediate family members and their spouse and the children and their parents to come over here as legal immigrants that is a strain on our system is going to be a strain if we don't overturn Obamacare, which is already a failed system. These in, in, um, insurance companies are bailing 
like crazy. People's uh, out-of-pocket costs are going up. Their costs for insurance are going up. Some people have to choose between food and paying for insurance. And if you influx it with more people that have not paid into the system, that are low-wage people that, that will not pay into the system, that puts a further strain on the American taxpayer. And who's going to feel it worse is going to be the middle class. And oh, yeah. Donald Trump has said that he, is not, he wants a more common-sense approach. He wants a free and open market where these companies can compete, where people are not going to be mandated as to what insurance product they have to buy. And he's, again, going back to saying, I want to protect the American people. I want the taxpayers to have more of what they earn. I want the taxpayers to have the choice as to what they purchase. And I want the taxpayers to be able to put aside to protect themselves and their families. During the debates, do you hear Hillary Clinton saying anything like that? No, no. I mean, she's, you know, it's a travesty, really. And you think about these people who come in and, you know, God bless them. I feel bad for them. But then they bring their, their families over. And that's an additional uh, drain on the on the social services because they also get subsidized. They also get Medicaid. They also get food stamps and EBT cards and, and financial assistance to start. And uh, you you know how it is. I mean, my grandparents came here from Poland and Romania, and they didn't have anything. You know, they got off the boat, and they went to work. They had a job, and they went right there. My mother's father was a coal miner uh, from Poland. He never learned to speak much English. Uh, he had a truck garden, and he raised his family that way, and there was no assistance. There was no public assistance. You might have Catholic or Protestant or uh, Lutheran or or Jewish charities that would help out the immigrants for those specific populations, but there was no uh, federal or state assistance. The kids the kids got school in Ohio. They went to school till they were eighteen, and that was public school and paid for. And they got some basic immunizations, but other than that, they they had to work. But you know what? I'm an immigrant. My parents came to this country. I was born in, in Trinidad, West Indies, and my parents migrated to this country for the opportunities it offered. And they weren't going to take a handout. My parents, both of them, worked two jobs at many times to make sure that our family oh, yeah. had the Absolutely. quality of life that they yep. wanted, they sought. But the immigrants of the past, well, I can't say because we do have some immigrants that are going through legally the process sure. and are coming in here, and it's not just Hispanics. We have Middle Eastern, we have Caribbean, we have European um, immigrants that are coming in. But there's a reason for our process, so we can control our population. Even Bernie Sanders stated that at an event speaking to the Hispanic Chamber, he said that um, that we have 36% of Hispanic kids in this country who can't find jobs and who bring a lot of unskilled workers in the country. What do you think happens to that 36% of kids and 50%, 51% of African Americans when they are unemployed? He says open borders, he argues, that um, they ha it has a negative impact on the employment, citing concerns over existing problems of illegal immigrants currently living in the United States. And he went on to say that he didn't think that there was any candidate for president who thinks that we should have open borders. Well, what he didn't know is that Hillary Clinton was saying something in private to her, to her Wall Street uh, uh, money Buddies, payers yeah. that mm -hmm. gave her two, over $200,000 to speak to them, saying privately that she's for open borders. Oh, yeah. I and know then it. she tells us in public that she's not for open borders. And even Bernie Sanders, you know, God bless him, he's honest. 
at least he says what he feels, he says what he thinks, and, and I can't believe he's supporting her, knowing very well that she's been lying through her teeth. Well, uh, you know, it's uh, 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 the blood runs thicker than water, and the Democrats are going <laughs> to stick together. That blood, la- you know, my sisters are Democrats. I was raised by a, a Catholic and a Jew, so we were left wing. And the first time I voted Republican was when Carter walked away from the Shah of Iran back in the seventies. But uh, so I know, I know how that thought process is: uh, Catholic Jewish thought process and the liberal view, which is, of course, a basic teaching of Catholicism is that you're supposed to take care of your less fortunate brother and sister. But, I, I, you know, I hear this from my sisters all the time, and how can you support Donald Trump? Well, if you go to his website and read what he says he wants to do, actually, it's pretty darn good. I mean, he wants to give the middle middle guys and gals a break in, on taxes. He wants to realign the health care system so that we're not paying two to three times what we were paying 10 years ago for health care and getting less, by the way. And I know that because I'm in the business. And, uh, you know, not giving away the country to people who have not gone through, as you say, the, the proper process to come here. I mean, you can't just go and say, hey, jump on the ship, you 500,000, and come on over. And there's very little uh, vetting. There's uh, very little idea of what immunization or health problems they have. And, one of the radiologists at the hospital, Annette, she's a German gal, sweet as a pea. I love her to death. One of her doctor friends in, in, in Germany and her were talking, and her friend in Germany said, I don't even know what some of these diseases are that Middle Easterners have because we have never seen this in Germany. Mm-hmm. Skin diseases, uh, communicable diseases, uh, psychiatric illnesses. I mean, mm-hmm. there's a lot of problems coming in, and who's going to take care of all these problems? Uh, you know, th- these people... And it's interesting that folks will pick and choose. You mentioned about being religious and the Catholics and saying we have to help people. And, and it's interesting that they discard that the Hillary camp, they mock Christians and Catholics. They have disdain for, for the religious sect population. And the religious population, the evangelicals and the Catholics and Christians, we make up a larger voting block than any other demographic. Oh, no. oh yeah. And, and in this country, when things happen, we have a passionate heart. We come out of pocket, even if we only have 20 bucks, we will give a dollar or five dollars in a charitable uh, contribution to help people. Haiti, look at the conditions that are in Haiti. In Haiti, the Clintons have been there for years claiming that they want to uh, that they want to help the Haitian people they were supposed to be helping with building proper homes and as you've seen in, in the earthquake there are no proper homes to earthquake standards in, in in back in the 2010 when the earthquake occurred it had it, the earthquake claimed over 200,000 lives in through USAID and the Clinton Foundation they were supposed to facilitate building 15,000 permanent homes at, um, at monies that they receive of over $50 million. Here's what happened. Instead of people having better homes to live in and better construction homes that can sustain these force winds, the Clinton Foundation facilitated the construction of a luxury hotel in Port-au-Prince owned by the Marriott, um, uh, Mr. O'Brien. And he, he, he was, the Clinton was given $10 million to their foundation. And, 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 no, $10 million they gave 
to the Clinton Foundation, and they got what they wanted. The people of Haiti, what did they get? They got poorly constructed homes. They did not get the 15,000 permanent homes. They got 900 homes, and it, it, it was double the cost for, of the $50 million that they received to build those homes. And you know what? 750 of those 900 houses were built substandard, and people were paying hard-earned money for these substandard homes. This is a travesty to how, how these Clintons, through their foundation, have had a pay-to-play and utilize the, the poor Haitian people with their situation over there, knowing that there's a corrupt government, so knowing that there'll be a blind eye to, to what they're doing. They, there was an industry that, that, that was called the... Um, an industrial park where they displace farmers, prime agricultural land that was outside of the earthquake area that they went to to build a factory for one of their buddies that gave them $25 million in campaign contribution. And what did the workers there get in Haiti? Absolutely nothing. The, the fact the industrial park was built with $400 million of global aid, a Korean contributor to the Clinton Foundations. He got what he wanted, but the people of Haiti did not get, get uh, quality homes. They're paying for substandard homes, and they didn't, don't have the jobs that were supposed to be created with this industrial park. And this should make people's heads spin. The Clintons say they love the Haitian people. Well, with love like this, you don't need enemies. No, you don't. I'm glad they don't love me. I feel more <laughs> secure, actually. Well, you know, I've settled for years and years the cream and the scum both float to the top, and we know which one the Clintons are. And uh, You know, you don't have to be uh, a good person to get to the top. You can be a really bad, mean, vicious, dishonest person. Most get caught and go to jail, but these two, they have slipped through the cracks, and they are up at the top with everyone else. And you, you read some of these uh, WikiLeak emails, and they're, uh, in, in, in Asia they're talking about uh, protecting the wages for the little man working, and then when they get to the Wall Street side of the of the equation, they're saying, well, you know, you keep the money coming and I'll make sure that you stay in power and you have what you need. Well, I mean, it, it's a real disconnect and it, it, it's, it's dishonest in, in, in multiple ways. And for uh, Hillary to say that, well, it's okay because Abraham Lincoln did this and I saw it in the movie. I mean, first of all, it's a movie, although it's fairly accurate historically. I'm sure there's some license there. My my historical readings are fairly extensive. But, I mean, you're quoting a movie, for God's sakes. This is a, the other thing, if this is a campaign the for the bridge, president. Jump off the bridge, too? That's, not, that's a point yeah. of view for a person that's trying uh, to run for president. Yeah, and it's based on a movie. Not yeah. from a 70-year-old. Well, she even said on stage, uh, uh, I think that, uh, Trump was uh, going after at one point in the last debate, and she said, well, you're just going the wrong way. The world's moving towards open borders. Well, you know what? The world is not moving towards open borders. In fact, there are more walls and fences being built between nations than in any time in, in, in our current history. And you can see this in Russia. You can see it in the Baltic countries. You can see it in the Ukraine. You can see it in, uh, in Eastern Europe. You can see it in the Middle East. I mean, it's it's all over. Even in Sao Paulo, in, in Rio, rather, uh, where they had the Olympics, they built a wall to keep the poor gang people in during the Olympics. So 
it's not but going the other way. It's, it's when going, we had the influx of refugees coming across the borders of, in, in, in um, Hungary and Germany, they quickly put up borders yeah, overnight yeah, yep, to, yep, to stop yep. the flow because they realize and recognize for human trafficking, for the drug flow, for the, even with, with a lot of these illegal immigrants that are coming through, particularly the kids, they're joining gangs because they have no adult supervision and, and families over here to take care of them. So they're right. going into the gang activity, which is costing us even more so without our local safety and security, putting a lot of stress on our law enforcement. You know, going back to when we were talking earlier about the disdain that the, the Clinton campaign has shown for Christians through the emails, the WikiLeaks emails, uh, that we're finding out a lot of what is happening in private that the American public should have known about it, had they been honest with, with the American public. But Donald Trump, you know, Christian saying, well, you know, I'd rather vote for Hillary. They also have to, they are not even giving him an opportunity to see and look at what his positions are. He's unveiled a fa- his family plan, which is addressing one of the biggest uh, obstacles for working families to overcome, which is child care, the cost of child care. They're working to pay into child care and not really having much take-home pay. He unveiled that, and the press didn't give him much uh, exposure whatsoever about it. They knew they know it's a good plan. They know it counters anything that Hillary Clinton will bring forward as far as families taking care of their own, and haven't even addressed it to to let the public know that this is something good. Donald Trump's tax plan and the monies that it will put back into the pockets of of hardworking middle class people. Hillary Clinton during the debate stated that she is not going to change. Her tax plan is, I am going to attack Wall Street, which she's already told Wall Street that she's going to rely on them to help to help with, with when she gets elected to office. That's what she told them in her $500,000 paid speeches with Wall yep. Street, that she's going to use them to strengthen the economy, but yet still she tells the taxpayers that she's going to cripple them. So who do you believe? You know, which, one, which speech do you believe? But Donald Trump, during that debate... Hillary Clinton told Donald Trump and the moderators and the American public that she's going to leave the middle class tax uh, uh, amount the same. She's not going to change it. What does that mean? A st- that burden still remains a noose around the necks of the middle class family. It's, ha- it's a heavy tax burden now. If she's not going to change anything, that further continues the pressures on the middle class family to take care of themselves and have a discretionary income to take care of their families. With the child care, it doesn't only include for the child care uh, benefits under Donald Trump's child care plan, but it's for families that are in that sandwich generation where you're taking care of your elderly parents. I was in that generation, taking care of my young children and taking care of my elderly parents. And when your elderly parents get indigent and they can't help themselves, you have to give up some part of you, whether it's financial resources and time, to take care of them because they were there for you. And Donald Trump recognizes that. That, to me, is a holistic approach with families. And if people are so concerned, um, you know, they're saying we have to take care of the people and we're going to go to a Democrat route because they're better. Look at all these years on a Democrat leadership and control in many of our urban areas where the, the, the policies of Democrats have crippled them. It hasn't Travesty. Helped. Travesty. And, and the biggest example is the, is the uh, federal housing program, which uh, at one point said that uh, – that if you're a single parent, uh, you're going to get preference. So what happened? Mm-hmm. Everybody divorced. 
You know, I mean, it, yeah. they, or they didn't they, bother to get married. That, yeah, or they didn't bother to get married. And then the guy said, well, you know what? Um, there's no crime here. There is no penalty for me taking off and doing what I want. So a lot of the guys did. And then you have these fatherless households that have uh, added to the problem of pulling people up. Like you say, these kids will go join a gang because there's no parental over, uh, supervision or over control. And as, as a guy, I can tell you, I didn't listen a whole lot to what my mother said when I was a teenager. But if my father grabbed me and whacked me, I might have listened a little bit more. And, uh, but th- this is just the reality of being a male and having a lot of testosterone and, being, and not having a brain that's fully formed yet. I mean, when we're teenagers and young adults, guys are a little bit out of control, to say the least. And you have a, a network or a neighborhood or a, so, a social setting where there are not the same morals and values and there's not the oversight by adult males to make sure that the teenage boys are behaving. Then you got gang activities where there's gangs. They want to make money. I wanted money when I was a teenager. We all want money. And so and what do they the do? They, they get into drugs. They sell they guns. Want- they want to have money. They want to fill their oats. They want to belong to something, and the the gang fills that, the gang movement yep. fills that yep. void. And that's yep. why we need jobs in our in our um, urban sectors. We need yep. better education. We need a promise of of hope that not just words, but with deeds, like what Donald Trump wants. But he's the only presidential candidate, Republican or Democrat, that is attacking head on the issues that have negatively impacted the urban sectors in this country. And for people to uh, poo-poo that and say, oh, he just wants, like Hillary Clinton will say, he's just painting the dark side. Well, you know, these people have been living the dark side for over 50 years. And he's committed, he's put himself on the line now so many times to say, I want to help fix the problems in these communities so these people can have safety and security, so they can have jobs, so the economy can thrive and prosper in these communities. There's no other president have ever said that. I know. Hey, we were in Chicago a few years ago during the July 4th weekend. Uh, that was one of the weekends where there were a lot of uh, murders in South Chicago, the, the gangs, uh, the the drugs and the gangs and all that. And, and uh, I stopped one of the cops on the street, uh, not, not in South Chicago because we were staying up in the, you know, in the Miracle Mile area. And I said, I heard there were some police killed. And he laughed. He said, no, there weren't any police killed. They were all killing each other. We don't even bother going in there. Oh, that's sad. Yeah, I mean, yeah, you that's, know. That's an annihilation of a race right there. If, well, you know, because yeah, they're fearful, fearful of their life. Yeah, if they of do, course. they probably will, you know, figure, well, I'll get charged for you know protecting yep. myself if I yep. make the wrong decision. Yep, and and it's easy these days to do that. And even if you make the right decision, but mm-hmm. the camera angle from someone's cell phone doesn't show that, and mm-hmm. you don't have it on the camera on your on your car, on your squad car. Well, you know what? You can you can be certain that there's going to be a hundred lawyers going after you and after the city. Because it fits the narrative, and that's what the press want to focus on. We do have some bad cops out there. No, We have bad apples in every pile, you name it. But the the bottom line is the majority of law enforcement are trying to do the right job. They're trying to do the right thing. They're trying to protect and serve the public. And one thing I wish that law enforcement will do, because in some of these urban sectors, it's very difficult mentally. It's like a war zone sometimes. So we need to, I think, transfer out the law enforcement in those beat areas 
more sooner so they can uh, get the, their minds and, and their, their spirit back on track because when you're in so infiltrated with, with this negativism on a daily basis and barrage of crime and, and the, the, the stresses that they're under, it can wear on you. You're a person. You're not a robot. So yeah. after a while, it's going to wear on your psyche. It's going to wear on, on your yep. physical. And so they, I think they need to look at rotating them around a little bit more. But it, it, it's just so amazing that, that for the press, for all of the things that have come out on the WikiLeaks, that they're not the Main Street Press. They're not covering it as they're covering stupid stories. You know, what did Donald Trump say and how many people can come out to corroborate something he said 20, 30 years ago with no evidence? But here is WikiLeaks turning over document after document showing where Hillary Clinton has pay to play if anybody has 25 million 10 million dollars they can get access they can get whatever con- government contracts they want they can rip the people off they can rip off the haitian people they can rip off the american people and turn a blind eye we've seen them say uh, and have evidence in the emails where she tells the american public one thing and she tells her wall street ba- backers another thing we've seen where where hillary clinton's comments and her two positions have gone antithesis to the American people and what we stand for. Now, if she thinks that she has a better plan and she's the better person to lead this country, why isn't she going on the issues and talking about the issues that she stands for and the policies she stands for rather than personally uh, attacking Donald Trump and trying to take him down, uh, his character and his integrity, take, take him down that way. And the American public needs to stand up and say, enough is enough with, with, with these smut campaigns. Hillary Clinton talks about uh, she's being bullied. She's bullying Donald Trump. She's putting out all these non-factual, non-issue stuff that doesn't pertain to what American public is interested in. Jobs, the economy, our safety and security, education, our infrastructure, our closed borders, and, and so forth. And we have ISIS on our heels. We have our trade issues that are not benefiting us. And, and she's not addressing those issues. Why? Because she doesn't have plans and policies that will resonate with the American public. She knows it will be turned flat on its, on its heels and rejected by the American people. So, therefore, the, the Democrats always go after the Republican candidate with some smut. They did it to oh, yeah. Bush. They did it to McCain. They did it to Romney. And, and now they're doing it to Donald Trump. The difference they is did it to you. he's a fighter. They did it to me. They the did it to you, Lieutenant Governor. He's a fighter and he has money. Yep. And he doesn't, he doesn't mind using his money to Which fight. Which is a good and thing. he's fighting for the American people. That's what the American people said they wanted. They oh, didn't yeah. want the corruption in D.C. They didn't want uh, government run amok and not listening to the people. They didn't want a spineless uh, leader. And with Donald Trump, at least he's going to stand. He's showing he will stand up and fight for himself. And if he'll do that, he'll do that for the American public. You're, you're right. Uh, I want to... Uh, I want to uh, do something really important here and give us a, a moment to let our sponsors jump in. Uh, Lieutenant Governor, we'll be right back in a couple, three minutes, so go grab a cup of joe, everybody. This is Dr. Bill, your Radio MD, and I'll be right back. With SRN News, I'm Michael Harrington in Washington.
The leader of five of the world's rising powers have ended a two-day summit in India with a pledge to speed global economic recovery and fight terrorism and extremism. Brazil, Russia, India, China, and South Africa adopted a final declaration endorsing their commitment to act against the financing of terror groups. Iraqi officials say a suicide bomber struck a gathering of Shiite mourners in Baghdad today, killing at least four and wounding another 12. Kuwait's cabinet has resigned and its parliament has been dissolved today over a, quote, lack of cooperation. This sets the stage for early elections in that country. If all goes well, the International Space Station will soon get its first delivery from Virginia in two years. Orbital ATK, one of NASA's shippers, aims to launch a cargo ship from the Wallops Island area tonight. Hasn't been tried since 2014. This is SRN News. Dr. Bill for Bay Area Medical, located at 6399 38th Avenue North in St. Pete, 727-384-6411, 727-384-6411. Full-service clinic with x-ray, heart imaging, ultrasound, stress testing, and minor surgery. We provide quality health care in a warm and friendly atmosphere. We are multilingual, well-trained, and certified. Most American insurance and new patients accepted. Bay Area Medical, home of Can Care, 727-384-6411, 727 327-384- Dr. Bill for West Coast Radiology. Our good friends at West Coast Radiology offer convenient and comprehensive x-ray diagnostics, including open MRI, CT scan, CT PET mammography, and ultrasound. With state-of-the-art equipment and four convenient locations, you're assured of friendly, comprehensive care. Most insurance is accepted and competitive self-pay rates, plus Saturday appointments. Call West Coast Radiology at 727-771-2795. That's 727-771-2795. If you're over the age of 50 and considering buying an annuity in the next 60 days, I have some urgent news for you. Don't buy an annuity until you understand the pros and cons of annuities. A free book to help you maximize your retirement income from PBS host and three-time author Josh Melberg has been released. This book reveals little-known truths about annuity strategies in simple-to-understand terms. Grab a pen right now because we're about to offer you this free book that unlocks the five little-known secrets we believe baby boomers and seniors should know before buying an annuity. Call 800-422-3838 now to get your personalized copy rushed to you today. Do you want to avoid mistakes baby boomers and seniors can make when they buy annuities? Those mistakes now could be costly later to you and your family. Call 800-422-3838. That's 800-422-3838. Employees of J.D. Melberg Financial have the appropriate licenses for the products they offer. Weekdays at 3, it's Phil's Game with Phil Grandy. We give you that financial education you need so you can do this. You don't need a broker. You don't need a plan. That's ridiculous. I mean, how would you like to give your money to this dope? You're fine. You don't pay attention to the value of your house every day. You don't pay attention to your portfolio every day. Can you imagine that? This is typical Wall Street. Instead, join the gang. I'll reach out to you. And if you make money, I just want you to reach back and give money to St. Jude. It's that simple. That's what we've been doing for 15 years here. Weekdays at 3 on AM 860, The Answer. Mostly cloudy today with a couple of showers and thunderstorms, mainly later, high 87. Then we'll have a shower thunderstorm in spots this evening. Otherwise, rather cloudy with a low of 71. Partly sunny tomorrow with a shower thunderstorm in spots in the afternoon, high 89. Warm with sun and clouds Tuesday, high 88. That's your AccuWeather forecast. I'm Holly Holdren for AM860, The Answer. Hey, come on, 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 come on,
an airplane, volunteers, got a revolution. That's what we need now. We need a revolution, everybody. The baby boomers are 40 years now since Woodstock. I was there, by the way, uh, Lieutenant Governor. You probably were too young for Woodstock. but uh, I was. <laughs> I was there, and I was about – we were the first people to get there other than some of the aid workers and the roadies that we got there a day or two early. And so we set up camp on a hillside on the – if you're facing the stage, it would be on the right-hand side. And at 6 in the morning, just at dawn, uh, the, the airplane finally came on because they were so backed up with all the acts and getting people in and out. It was a mess. And, and she says, wake up, people. It's a new dawn. And, and you know what? We've got that now. We can have a new dawn here in this country. We can, we can make a difference. But i got to stress again, this is so important, the I-4 corridor from Pinellas County all the way over to uh, – Orange and and to uh, uh, Orlando, uh, the counties in between, and our sister counties in the greater metropolitan areas of Tampa and Orlando. This is about a third of the state population right in this area, right in this hour and a half drive from here to to uh, Universal Studios. So we got to get out. So if if you're at home and you're homebound, but you're uh, passionate and ardent about our cause, then call your friends and call your neighbors and say, I need you to get out and vote for Donald Trump. Uh, don't sit on the sidelines. Don't be disgusted or, or dismayed or dissuaded by what you're hearing in the press because the press is doing everything they can to paint a negative picture of the man because they're, of course, liberal, 80% of the press. And so we've got to do the footwork. We've got to do the phone calling. I'm doing my part here with the show. And, uh, I know the lieutenant governor is doing her part by agreeing to come on, and I hope you're going to be on some other shows, too, this week. Oh, absolutely. You know, and I want to share with, with the public out there, if you have not registered to vote, it's not too late. The, there is a federal judge that extended the voting registration in the state. Normally, voting registration is 29 days prior to the election. Well, because of the hurricane and people being evacuated, the federal judge extended that registration to the 18th. So people have until the 18th, if they are not registered to vote, to go and register to vote. For those that are are registered to vote and figure my vote is not going to make any difference, Hitler was elected by one vote. So every vote makes a difference. It's all about the Electoral College for us turning out with people who are supportive of Mr. Trump and who are supportive of a change to make this country much better and safer that we expect as citizens. We have elected people that have gone to Washington, D.C., that have gotten drunk with the power and and prestige of Washington and have forgotten about the people. So if people think that with all the WikiLeaks uh, information that has come out and they think that electing Hillary Clinton would be a good position for her to be as, as president because she'll be more transparent and we'll have oversight, well, she was Secretary of State. She was First Lady. She, she was a, a U.S. Senator, and, and her Clinton Foundation ha- had no oversight. No one kept them in check. Every, uh, everyone from the Republicans to the Democrats were in bed with each other, and, and it was such a pay-to-play. Do you think as executive, as the, as the chief executive of this, of this country, that you will have any transparency? It would be worse, uh, and it, it will be, be retaliation worse. against oh, those yeah. 
and she's demonstrated that, of oh, retaliating yeah. against those that have opposed her. So it would, Bernie Sanders even even saw a part of that retaliation and, and threatened, even during the, the primary. They wanted President Obama, through the emails released by WikiLeaks, they wanted President Obama to, to go after Bernie Sanders on his immigration, uh, his immigration policy. So that's to show you for their own people they'll eat them, far less for someone oh, else. Oh, yeah. So the Absolutely. American public have to see what is in the best interest for themselves, for their families. You know what you've received under President Obama, higher taxes, lower wages, lower jobs, more open borders. You have immigrants in the thousands that, that were supposed to be deported that were accidentally given citizenship under President Obama's administration. That's and ridiculous. they said accidentally, and nobody, no one was fired over it for, for accidentally doing something so erroneous. If that was any average American person working in a job and you messed up that badly, you're going to lose your job. Heads will roll. And so, therefore, we have to look at what is the voice that we're hearing uh, and, and the message we're hearing from Donald Trump. He's like, we want to make sure, and he wants to make sure, that the American public, the American people, have the voice that they have lost when Obamacare was going through, it was shoved down the throats, although the voice of the American public said they did not want it. They wanted to have their choice to select the product that they wanted. Yep. Donald Trump wants to give the voice back to the voiceless. Well, you know, you answered one of your own questions there. Why is Bernie Sanders supporting Hillary? They threatened him. That's why. <laughs> you know, they, they told him, if, you know, if you're not with us, we'll make your life happy at all. No, no. I'm, you know, I mean, listen, these people, that's how they get... To where they are that's by it's by buying favors and selling favors and by threatening and i mean we still don't know what happened to vince foster uh how can you have killed yourself in the park and there's no evidence of it no there's evidence. no blood there's nothing there i mean come on give me a break uh, would they kill somebody well uh, if you believe uh, some of the uh the internet media uh, apparently they sent a hitman down to kill the guy that's doing the wiki leaks i think he's holed up in uh, one of the in, embassies in is it ecuador or somewhere in in, in uh, north south america or the central america peninsula so these are tough dangerous people and uh you know she has been known to throw things at her husband in the white house in the oval office because she's mad and cussing and using foul language and i mean she even admitted to trump she said it was three in the morning i'm not going to get up at three in the morning and answer the phone for for the ambassador of benghazi I mean, she doesn't care about people well, she the other thing, too. Look she doesn't at her care about you and me, the people that work and have to and, carry and, the load. Exactly. She doesn't care. She told, in a $225,000 paid speech to Wall Street, she told Goldman Sachs that she is far removed from the struggles of the middle class because of her and Bill's fortune. How in public life do you make a fortune that they have made over $200 million in, in, in a year, I think, that they, that they had income? That is crazy. So you're milking off of the taxpayers, and yet still you don't identify with them, just like she didn't identify with the people in Haiti, that the Clinton Foundation ripped those people, poor people off in Haiti, and looking at those pictures for the devastation of the earthquake, that I mean, the, the hurricane that just went through there, if you had built proper homes for these people, they it wouldn't, wouldn't be living yeah. on, on, in the gutter right now. That's exactly oh, where it is, because situation. all the homes are destroyed. It's, it's, they were it's, just shacks. There's no infrastructure. Money for it. There's no one of my uh, uh, physicians was from Haiti, and she said the problem is there's no infrastructure. 
Even right. if you want to build something, there's no infrastructure. So the only infrastructure that got built after the earthquake was that which supported business and hotels and that sort of thing. We're getting to the end of the show here, Lieutenant Governor Jennifer. Well, I want, I I'm want so to excited. invite your listeners to get out and, and look at Donald Let's Trump's do website. Look at his position and encourage your, your friends to already support yeah. him, if, if to vote for him, because we do need a we change in this country, go. and a change must be better for the American Love people. Love you, everybody. Donald Trump. And we're out of here. Lieutenant Governor, talk to you later. So long. Well, all right now, let me take you from the soft, smooth sounds of the doctor's voice to the auction room, and here we go. A hundred is bid to... Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.